What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Stock Bros Podcast. My name is Tony, and I am back. I know it's been like two weeks now. I haven't put out a video. It's been kind of a hectic last month for me. Uh, <laughs> about a week ago, I got my wisdom teeth removed, so I looked like a chipmunk, and my head was <laughs> three times its normal size, kind of like a bobblehead. So I wasn't in any condition to do any videos. Um, so now I'm actually starting to heal up and feeling pretty good. So I decided to put out another video today. And I'm going to get back to my normal routine where I do at least one to two a week. I'm going to try to do two a week, but definitely one a week from now on uh, and most likely two. So today, the topic that I'm going to talk about today is what new investors should be looking to buy in the stock market. So for new investors wanting to jump into the stock market, but feeling overwhelmed about which stocks to buy, well, legendary investor Warren Buffett has a suggestion for you. Try buying 500 stocks in one fund instead. So Buffett has said numerous times, in my view, for most people, the best thing to do is own an S&P 500 index fund. So what is an S&P 500 index fund and how do you invest into this fund? So I'm going to talk about that today. And before we do get started, check out my links in the video description below if you want to get started with investing, but you're really confused and feeling overwhelmed. I created a course on Udemy. Uh, for Financial Literacy and Investing 101. It's a very cheap course, about $12 right now. I'll put the, the link in the description of this so you can check it out um, and read the reviews and see for yourself before you buy it. And also I have a link for Acorns and Public as well. Two great apps to get started with investing. Really easy to use, very user-friendly, and it doesn't really get much easier than that. So check those out. So let's get into the S&P 500. Now, the S&P 500, a lot of people are confused. What is S&P? What does 500 mean? So the S&P stands for Standard and Poor's, which is simply just the company that created the index for the S&P 500. And 500 is just the amount of companies that make up this index. <clears throat> so the S&P index was originally created in the 1920s, around 1926. And it started out with only 90 stocks. And in 1957, the index fund became the S&P 500 that we know today with 500 stocks. And when I mean, when I say stocks, I mean companies, right? So there's 500 companies in this one fund and you have stock or shares of those companies in this fund. So the S&P 500 or the S&P is a stock market index that is made up of shares of 500 large industry leading U.S. companies. So it's widely followed and often considered a measuring stick or a benchmark for the overall health of the U.S. stock market. It's one of the main indexes that all these pundits on TV and financial, uh, financial experts on TV gauge the stock market by. 
So when they say the, uh, the uh, stock market's up today, their stock market's down today, in general, they're talking about the S&P 500. Now, the U.S. has the largest economy and the largest stock market in the world. And it's one of the most resilient and active, especially when it comes to innovation. So it's a no-brainer that you want to add this fund to your portfolio. And the S&P 500 is very diversified with companies from 11 different sectors of the market. And the great thing is that it's passively managed for you every year. So you can just buy and hold each week without having to consistently check it. And the index is constantly rebalanced quarterly and yearly basis. And companies can be added or removed or even just reweighted to make up a larger or a smaller percentage of the fund based on the company's performance. And if the company is no longer profitable over a period of time, they can and they will be removed. We've seen this happen over the past couple of years. We've seen several companies being added and removed. Uh, I know Tesla was one of the recently added companies to the S&P 500 back in 2020. So companies are constantly being changed. I know a lot of people are like, well, what happens if these 500 companies uh, stop performing or they don't have the same results that they've been showing in the past? Well, they can be replaced or they can be reweighted, meaning that Apple, I believe Apple is the largest holding. It might be Microsoft right now, but say one of those two companies starts underperforming in the next couple of years, then they'll be made a lower percentage of the fund and a company that's doing better will be made a larger percentage of the fund. So the 10 largest companies in the index right now, you have Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, Class A and Class C shares of Google. You have Tesla, Berkshire Hathaway, JP Morgan and Chase, Johnson and Johnson. I mean, it, it really doesn't get much better than that. Those are excellent companies to invest in. Very profitable, uh, well-established, highly regarded companies. And then you also have another 490 other companies in there as well. And all the ones that you know and love and you, you probably use products of, Procter & Gamble. There's all different types of companies in there. So you really can't go wrong because even though you're buying one fund, you're buying so much diversification from all across the different sectors in the market. So let's talk about the projected returns and how to buy the S&P 500. Now let's start with the returns. Since 1926, the S&P 500 has averaged on, or has returned on average roughly 9.5% per year. So some years it could be up 20%, some years it could be down 20%, some years it could be up 40%, some years it could be down 40%. But on average, since the inception of this fund, it's returned about 9.5% per year. So about 10%. I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but with compounding interest, it's a pretty amazing thing. So let me give you an example of how compounding interest works even with as little as just 10% per year returns. So in 1970, if you invested $1,000 into the stock market, and let's say you let it sit until 
2021, so this year, that would be 50 years. Your $1,000, if you didn't touch it and you just left it into the S&P 500 for 50 years, you would have a hundred over $185,000. That's an 18,000% return for nothing, just for putting money into this fund and just letting it sit. Now, obviously, it, you know, you're not going to just put $1,000 somewhere and let it sit for 50 years unless you're going to invest money for your kids. So when your kids grow up, maybe turn 21, they'll have a nice little nest egg. So let me give you an example of what investing into the S&P 500 on a weekly basis would look like. So two ETFs that allow you to buy into the S&P 500, two of the most popular ones are SPY and VOO. Now SPY is created by Invesco and SPY is the original um, S&P 500 ETF. This gave you the first time that you can actually buy exposure into the S&P 500 instead of buying 500 companies, you just buy that one fund. And VOO is Vanguard's version of the S&P 500. I think it's about 20 years old now. It hasn't been around as, as long as SPY, but if you look at their performances over the last 10 years, they're almost identical within a one or two percentage over the last 10 years. And they all they have the exact same companies. They're weighted almost exactly the same. So it's essentially the same thing. I like to buy VOO because the expense ratio is three times lower than SPY. Now both of these are still very cheap to own. And the expense ratios are built into the price of the ETF. So you're not going to pay anything. Uh, you won't even really notice it. And the expense ratio for S SPY is about is about 0.09. And then VOO, I believe, is 0 0.03. So that means you're going to pay about $3 for every $10,000 or yeah, $3 for every $10,000 that you have invested into VOO. So it's almost nothing. You're not going to really notice. So SPY is the original one. So let's start with what it would look like if we invested $50 a week into SPY. So... $50 a week for 25 years into SPY or really VOO, they're almost exactly the same price. They're both around $400 right now. So if you took $50 a week for 25 years, you would have invested roughly $65,000 of your own money in that time period. Your total return would be $267,000, not including dividends, so with dividends, it's very possible that you could potentially have, have over $300,000 in just 25 years. So not bad for just $50 a week and everybody can afford, pretty much everybody can afford $50 a week. It's not that much money to put aside. We all spend $50 a week on way stupider things than investing. So we can all do it if we really wanted to. So with this $25 or 25 year time horizon, you would have over $200,000 in interest made of just letting your money sit in this fund. This is one of those funds that you just buy and hold, buy and hold. And if the market crashes, you just keep buying it. And, um, you know, it's this is all hypothetical projections. Obviously, this is just based on the historical average of this of this index. 
and we have a very long successful track record. So this is why I like VOO or SPY. And VOO is actually the largest holding in my portfolio because I believe in it so much. It's just proven time and time again, over 90 years of success. It's been through bear markets. It's been through uh, market crashes. It's been through wars. It's been through a pandemic. So, uh, you know, it's proven and obviously nothing is guaranteed. The stock market may not continue to go at that pace. So I'm just giving you an average. It's always invest at your own risk. But if you're going to be risking your money in the stock market, why not risk it in something that is just has such a great track record? And why wouldn't you bet on the 500 largest companies in the United States? I mean, it's a no brainer to me. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, this is, these are U.S. companies. And, uh, you know, what if I want to have some exposure to international companies? Well, the cool thing about the S&P 500 is that I've seen a couple different numbers over the years. But anywhere from 20 to 30% of the fund's revenue actually comes from international sales. Because companies, these companies are all around the world. Apple, Google, Microsoft, Facebook. These are companies, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, these companies are worldwide companies. People all over the world are buying these products. So even though they're US-based companies, you're still getting global exposure with this fund. So check out the S&P 500, especially if you're new and you're lost and you have no idea what to do. This is an amazing fund to build a foundation for your portfolio and get started with investing. So uh, I'm glad to be back. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe if you found this helpful. I forgot to say that in the beginning of the video, but uh, please subscribe and thank you for the support. And uh, until next time, thank you.